It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on eight. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Vikings, Locked on Podcast Network. It's a monumental day for the podcast. It is show number 100 of Locked on Vikings. My name's Sam Ekstrom. I've been here for all 100. Find me on Twitter at Sam Ekstrom, as if you haven't heard that enough by now. A greater show might have a stirring montage of moments past, laughs we shared, emotional moments. But we're not about individual accomplishments here on Locked On Vikings. We're all about the team. Isn't that right, Mike Zimmer? I know everybody wants to get individual awards because uh, they get, uh, you know, rec- more recognition and all that kind of thing. But well, that's not what we're about here. Um, we're all, honestly, we're about the team. So we'll stick by the Mike Zimmer philosophy and not get too braggadocious on the bit. And press onward for this Thursday edition of Locked on Vikings, presented by Josh Schrock, co-owner and realtor at Wits Realty, WitsRealty.com. No Arthur Arkish today, Locked on Bears host. He had TV obligations in Chicago. So instead, we will dedicate this show to Captain Munderland, who won the very prestigious, highly sought after, Cordy Stringer Media Good Guy Award yesterday. A back-to-back winner of the good guy, or the GG, as they call it in the business. You know, there's been a lot of jockeying for this award this season. Once the locker room opens up, usually at 11 o'clock on Wednesdays or maybe 1 o'clock on Thursdays, you see players running out of the shower. They're trying to mug for the camera. They're trying to get dressed as fast as possible and talk to the camera and give their interview and smile big. No, actually, that's that's not at all how it goes. More typical in the Vikings locker room is that those inhabiting when the media enters quickly make their way to the exits. They take refuge in the training room. They take refuge in, in the showers, wherever we aren't most of the team is to be honest with you. There are very few starters that you can regularly rely on for a good quote or at minimum, at least being available to speak a couple times a week. Brian Robison, usually one of them. Jarek McKinnon has always been pretty accessible. Alex Boone this year has been mostly good, especially after games. But aside from that, the only other extremely reliable starter is Captain Munderland. And thanks to his gregarious, affable, accessible personality, he was awarded with the good guy yesterday. This definitely is an honor uh, to receive this award. 
Uh, you know, I didn't know Corey, but I heard a lot of good things about him. And uh, to receive this award on behalf of him and his name, man, it's definitely big. Through you guys, that's how we, you know, get to our fans and, you know, get the word out uh, on different things. And uh, I feel like it's always been a pleasure, you know, to talk to you guys and to express myself or how I'm feeling and, you know, how the team feeling and, um, and things like that. So uh, without you guys, a lot of things wouldn't get out. Uh, good and bad, uh, but at the same time, man, y'all y'all have embraced me. I came into Minnesota, and um, yeah, y'all y'all have been taking care of me. Um, you know, I always, you know, seem like you know, even when I'm not playing as well, um, y'all guys always come up and talk to me. And you know, I don't know if it's because I'm always a, a straight shooter or uh, I'm just an honest guy, uh, but um, it is truly, you know, a blessing. Like I said, to receive this award and. You know, uh, to be back to back is like wow. You know, we we definitely have some some good guys on this team. Uh, some guys who like talking to the media. I don't know if they like talking more than me, but uh, <laughs> but uh, like I said, it's truly is an honor. Since day one, Munderland has been very forthright. I remember week three of his first year in Minnesota. Captain Munderland got flagged for a very controversial, unnecessary roughness call on Drew Brees in New Orleans. It was Teddy Bridgewater's first game. Captain Munderland was not shy about handling that situation. He stood up for himself. He spoke out against the call. He hasn't been shy to criticize officiating when he's felt like it's been substandard. But he always does so with class and in a fairly non-confrontational type of way. There aren't many bad days with Munderland. He's a guy who doesn't take the game for granted. He enjoys being there. He seems to enjoy the locker room. You can often find him arguing with his teammates about college football which he's very passionate about. Thought I'd go back and uncover some of his better quotes this season. Here's Captain attempting to compare himself to Brett Favre. You know, I'm a, I'm a take, I, I take risks and I take uh, chances. And, you know, that's something that, you know, the quarterbacks do when you let them as gunslingers. And Brett Favre, he's a tremendous player, Hall of Famer. So if I was a quarterback and they say I had a little Brett Favre in me, I'd be like, oh, shoot, I might have a chance. I also enjoyed Captain Munnerlin's thoughts about Mike Zimmer's eye patch. He cracked a smile? Yeah. I didn't look at him. I'd be nervous to look at him with that patch on his eye. <laughs> he also had a funny response when talking about Zimmer's tough coaching methods. I'm used to tough, tough coaching anyway. I don't need no soft coach around me. You got to stay on me because sometimes I like to wander away. When a player can be self-deprecating, that's about as endearing as it gets. And Munnerlin has mastered that art pretty well. He's a player that should really age well in the the National Football League. He doesn't turn 29 until April. I would say still in his physical prime. Very Antoine Winfield-like in his size and approach. Quite possible he'll be looking for a raise. He made $3.75 million per year on average with Minnesota. I would think knowing what we know about who could be coming off the books for the Vikings, plus the increase in salary cap, there's probably going to be money to re-sign Munderland. He expressed that he would like to stay in Minnesota yesterday. And Minnesota has been very religious about re-signing their own free agents of late. I think most importantly with Munderland is he knows the system. We've seen the defense get more cohesive since Mike Zimmer's first year. And that's largely because of continuity. Now they are going to lose some guys next year. There's a great chance they lose at least two. But getting Munderland back... But getting Munderland back would be a positive. We'll see what kind of deal he gets, though. If the Vikings only offer two and he wants three, that could be enough incentive to go elsewhere. Though I think in the NFL, it's a little bit different when you're signing your third deal. 
you reach a point where at this age, if you're Captain Munderland's age, which is not old, but in NFL years, he's probably on the back end. You are basically year to year. Unless you're a superstar, you are just hoping to survive to the next season. Contracts mean very little in the NFL. Unless you are insuring guaranteed money in the back years of your contract, the term hardly matters. If Munderland could get two years with some guaranteed money with the Vikings versus a three- or four-year deal elsewhere where the third and fourth years consist of nothing definite, why not stay with the team you know, the team where you have connections and you know the system? I know Sage has said before on this show that most of the time, guys would prefer to stay with the club they're at unless there's some type of rift or unless they are severely getting underpaid. I would say there's better than a 50% chance Munderland returns next season. Locked on Vikings, Locked on Podcast Network. One minute break to tell you about Josh Schrock, co-owner and realtor at Wits Realty at witsrealty.com. Personal, trustworthy, professional. All words that describe Josh and the team at Wits. Offering free home consultations to figure out what your home is worth. Strategizing how to get the most money out of your sale via DIY or their home renovation service. Wits also saves you tens of thousands when you partner with them to buy and sell your home. They charge 4%, competitors charge 7 That's how you come out on top when you deal with Wits. Josh will make your home buying experience enjoyable. He's extremely knowledgeable, and you'll be blown away by the customer service and the amount of money you save. Call Josh at 612-656-WITS, 612-656-9487, witsrealty.com, WITS, W-I-T-S. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Injury report from Winter Park yesterday. Stefan Diggs still out with a hip injury. His quest for 1,000 yards has really stalled out in the final quarter of the season. If he doesn't play, obviously he will be stuck between 900 and 1,000 yards. Adrian Peterson with a knee and a groin, not participating. And there's a great chance he won't. Wouldn't you much rather see C.J. Ham? Maybe you didn't know this about me, but I'm basically the same person as C.J. Ham. Oh, good for me. We were both born in Duluth, in northern Minnesota. I went to high school, then just south of Sioux Falls in Vermilion, South Dakota. C.J. Ham went to college in Sioux Falls at Augustana. And if the Vikings are really going to commit and cut Peterson and go with essentially a two- or three-headed running back by committee and go cheap at that position, C.J. Ham's going to be a candidate. He will absolutely have a chance to be on the roster next season if he develops this spring and summer, doesn't get injured next preseason. With Adrian Peterson off the roster, anything would be on the table. Also injured yesterday, Alex Boone, lower back issue, walked off the field after stretching. Laquan Treadwell did some extremely light jogging with his helmet on 
probably wasn't running any more than 20% of his speed. In addition to your concerns about Laquan Treadwell's ability to separate and his hands, I think you have to be a little worried about his durability as well. He's barely played, yet he's suffered at least three separate ailments. The one encouraging element maybe about this Laquan Treadwell story is that you have to look at the receivers around him and realize that it doesn't always happen overnight. It took Cordero Patterson and Adam Thielen three years to really figure it out. Now, do you want to wait three years with a first-round pick? Absolutely not. Maybe Treadwell can complete that curve with a productive offseason. No other injuries for the Vikings. Unless we hear otherwise, we're probably going to see Sam Bradford once again on Sunday. And Mike Zimmer was extremely complimentary of the quarterback in Wednesday's press conference. Honestly, if you sat back and looked at all the things, you know, being traded and trying to learn a new system, learn, uh, you know, having a new coach, uh, um, having to learn teammates, all these, all these things that he's had to do deal with, you know, uh, injuries on offense. Uh, I thought he's done an unbelievable job. Uh, you know, he's he's got a chance to to break a uh, NFL record for um, completion percentage. His quarterback rating is the highest it's been in his career. Um, you know, maybe this is the best year he's ever had. So, I mean, if you put all those together and look at the things that he's had to deal with, uh, I think he's been amazing. We have talked and will talk ad nauseum about the decision to bring back Sam Bradford. Who's going to start a quarterback, Sam or Teddy? I think an early tell for bringing back Sam Bradford would be the retention of Pat Shermer. Sam advocated for Pat yesterday, and that decision will be made within about a week, probably less than a week of the season being done. Mike Zimmer is going to take a few days, clear his mind so he doesn't make any emotional decisions. Maybe he's thinking about his decision with Jeff Davidson so quickly after the season last year. But I would say within a week of the Viking season being concluded, the Zimmer will have arrived at a decision, probably have consulted Rick Spielman. And if they bring Shermer back, the guy who has worked with Bradford so much of his career, that could be a really good sign for Bradford. We started the show with the audio of Mike Zimmer talking about his lack of time for individual wards. He was referencing the pursuit of 1,000 yards for Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. Certainly, Thielen is more likely to get there needing only 40 yards and Diggs needing 97. Zimmer's right. It's a cool milestone, and it hasn't been accomplished since Sidney Rice. But I'm not sure 1,000 yards receiving is anything to get too worked up about. With the amount it happens in the NFL, you've already got 16 guys in the league who have 1,000. You're probably going to have another 10 or more after Week 17. That's almost one guy per team getting 1,000. Fun milestone, but hopefully the Vikings aren't too concerned about it. One guy who's not going to have 1,000 yards this year, but has had a nice season, at least relative to his career, is Kyle Rudolph. Extremely quietly, Rudolph has the fourth most receptions of any tight end this season. The only ones with more are Travis Kelsey, Greg Olson, and Dennis Pitta. Rudolph is fourth with 72. Kelsey, Olson, Jimmy Graham... And Delaney Walker are the only tight ends with more receiving yards than Kyle Rudolph. He has 723. That's career high. So is his 72 receptions by a long shot. When I asked him yesterday, Mike Zimmer attributed that to Kyle Rudolph's health, which is fair, although he was fully healthy last year. 
at least he played every game and wasn't nearly as productive. I think part of it could be that the Vikings realized on Rudolph that he is not that gifted of a blocker. And instead of using him to block as much as they were, they're playing more to his strengths. He's been targeted 117 times this year, which is 24 more than his career high. Now, all that being said, I don't think you're going to see Kyle Rudolph ever get much better than he has been this year. Rudolph doesn't really have the explosive gene of a Graham or a Gronkowski. Rarely does he work his way downfield, doesn't have great speed, doesn't have the ability to break tackles that well, and he even seems to have a penchant for dropping some balls. But he's a pretty good red zone threat, has stayed healthy the last two years, and he's a great locker room guy. So a nice year for the Vikings receivers. Wish we could say the same about the Vikings running back core. We'll take even further inventory of the of the position groups as the offseason begins. That'll be a wrap for today on our 100th Locked On Vikings Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Sam Ekstrom at Sam Ekstrom. Thank you so much for listening to the show. It's been presented by Josh Schrock, co-owner realtor at Wits Realty, 612-656-WITS. We'll talk to you tomorrow, folks. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst. Hey, Locked On Minnesota listeners, this is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked On Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Locked On Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Locked On Wild to your device every day.